I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey guys, it's Varsha, and this episode was sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. You guys can record a podcast using Anchor in a fun and easy way. You can also add music and other features to make your podcast even better. Anchor automatically distributes your podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and various other platforms. You guys can also listen to podcasts on Anchor as well. The best part of Anchor is it's also free at no cost. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's your host, Varsha and Mega, and welcome back for another episode with Real Time with Mega Varsha. Hey guys, it's Mega, and today we have another special guest. She's a corporate strategist, and we're really looking forward to talk to her. Yes, I'm so glad that she's here with us. Here is Miss Jessica Gazik, and thank you so much for joining Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we were so excited. So why don't you talk about what you do? Yeah, definitely. I do corporate strategy. So that basically means that I do the research and analysis to help companies figure out how they're going to grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. on the side, I produce and host my podcast, The Art of Speaking Up, which is a show for professional women. Yeah, so speaking about that, why don't you talk a little bit about your podcast? What is it about and why did you start it? Yeah, so I started it because of my own struggle. When I mm-hmm. started my 9 to 5 career, I really struggled deeply with confidence. And mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't even see it as a struggle with confidence. I just believed that I wasn't good enough to be where I was and that I didn't have the courage that it would take in a work environment to be successful. And at mm. the time, I would, you know, try to do professional development trainings and go to workshops that were designed to support women, but I always felt a little bit like there was a lot of pressure and there wasn't a ton of acceptance around feeling awkward or struggling to speak up and I really wanted to create content for women who are still finding their voice and finding their confidence because I wanted other women to know that it's okay if you haven't figured it out yet. It's okay if you're struggling. And so that's really a lot of what I talk about on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's super cool. That's really amazing. Yeah, and I really like the name too, Art of Speaking Up, which is like Yeah, really it's such nice. a unique name. I love it. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh-huh. We will link her podcast below if you guys want to so listen to it. So go check it out. Yeah, I recommend yeah. you guys listening to it. <laughs> so speaking about careers, Mega and I 
are going to senior year next year and like we're also concerned for like you know choosing our careers and I'm still not sure what to do like I don't know if I should be a doctor or engineer so like one of the questions I wondered about is like how do we find the perfect career and how do you know if it's like the right one for you Oh, that's such a good question. And I think it can feel like so much pressure when you're trying to figure out what is the right career for you and what you want. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's important to take the pressure off of figuring out, figuring it out all at once and figuring it out right away. Because often what will happen is you will do something and then you'll see how much you enjoy it and you'll learn through trial and error. And yeah. Even if yeah. you feel like you have to commit, if it's something like becoming a doctor or something that requires a commitment, you can still explore it before you make the choice. You can talk to people, mm -hmm. you can learn about it, you can just immerse yourself in it and watch how you respond. Do you feel excited? Do you feel bored? Do you feel overwhelmed? And that can really guide you, just paying attention to do I have a natural excitement around this? Do I want to know more? Or am I totally uninterested in this topic? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so I'm like in the state of doing, I have no idea what I want to be. And a lot of my friends already have their like careers and futures planned out. Like I've been taking a lot of the, you know, the career tests online and <laughs> those are all giving me different results. So like, I still have no idea. Like I'm good at math. So I'm, I don't know if I should go in the math field, but like, I'm also thinking about the medical field. So I still have no idea of what to do. And it's kind of stressing me out because I was like, oh my God, I only have one year left. Like I have to, I have to think about Choose this. something. And like, <laughs> depending on your career, it's like that depends on what college you need to go to. Cause like some colleges, you know. Uh, Different majors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like if, if you know your career, then you know, like you have an idea of what college you want to go to. So this whole thing was stressing me out. I understand that. One thing that might help you feel a little bit less stressed is I went to law school. It was very expensive. It was yeah. three years of my life. It was very stressful. Well, and uh -huh, partway uh -huh. through, I realized I don't think I like practicing law. Uh -huh. <laughs> and now I'm many years out of law school. At the time, it felt really scary. And it felt like I made a huge mistake. Yeah. And it felt like I was in a really bad situation. And now several years later, everything's fine. And I learned a lot from that experience. So you might not choose the right thing, but you're mm -hmm. going to learn so much about yourself mm -hmm. if you end up choosing the quote unquote wrong thing. Uh -huh. And it's going to lead you to something better. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I totally agree with that too. And so would you mind if you answer some questions from our listeners? Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> So we have a question from at Nirja uh, P07. So she asked, how do you narrow down options before going to college if you have so many interests? Okay. Um, one way is to gather information. And I guess mm -hmm. before I go even further, I'll say having a lot of interest is a good thing because some people don't even have any starting point and they're totally overwhelmed. So the fact that you have a list means there's lots of things you like. So the worst that can happen is you don't choose the most amazing thing on your list. But I think gathering information is really important. And I think sometimes we get really used to using our logic brain to solve problems. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to figure out your path, I think it's really important to feel what you're feeling as you research these things, learn about these things, experience these potential paths in smaller ways. 
Do do you feel excited? What does your intuition tell you? So you almost want to turn off your thinking and just experience and see what is feeling like the thing that you're being drawn to. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think that's some good good tips. Another of my friends asked, at Hershey.vv asked, how do you find your passion and how do you keep practicing and hold yourself accountable? How do you find your passion and keep practicing and hold yourself accountable? I think your passion finds you, but in order for it to find you, your eyes have to be open to it. So I Mm -hmm. think you find your passion by paying attention. Um, Mm, When you're talking about someone and they're talking about their career path, do you feel curiosity about it? If you do, Mm -hmm. then start asking questions. And as you sort of pay attention to your own curiosity, you engage with people and you engage with the world based on pursuing what you're wondering Mm -hmm. about and what looks interesting. And I think staying with it, if it truly is your passion, I believe you won't be able to stay apart from it even when it's really, really hard. Um, Mm. There might be difficult Mm -hmm. days and difficult times, but when you really care about something, sometimes it's actually easy to stay committed to that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we also wanted to talk about confidence and our comfort zone. So ever since I was little, I was always a shy person. I was an introvert. Like everyone used to call me the introvert. And you know, as I grew up, I gained a lot more confidence. But like and like starting this podcast was a huge thing for me because like, you know, public speaking is something that I'm always super scared about. So starting this podcast was out of my comfort zone. Like what are some tips for those who struggle with confidence? Well, first of all, that's amazing that you started the podcast, and that's a huge win when it comes to confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it is helpful to take the thing that we're working on, like confidence, and come up with the tiniest step forward that we could possibly think of. Mm -hmm. Because if we're working on something that's hard for us and we get really ambitious and we say, oh, I'm going to give a speech to 500 people confidently, that might be too much. It might feel too daunting. And just like with your podcast, you probably Googled what steps you needed to do or bought a microphone or did these little things. And I think sometimes it's really important to engage in those small Mm -hmm. steps. So for anyone listening, I would ask you to get creative and ask yourself, what is the tiniest thing that I can come up with that is only slightly out of my comfort zone? Okay. Okay. And like, how do we speak up like without feeling scared? Like without, for example, in school, like if we want to ask a question, but we think, you know, it's a stupid question or we want a stupid answer or something like that. So how do we gain (laughs) confidence for that? There's a couple things. One is you can look at every time you do it as practicing for the future Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there will be times in the future where it might be even harder and more intimidating. And all these moments that you have now are opportunities to practice and get better. And the other thing about fear and being afraid is that sometimes you have to not take the fear as a signal that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you just have to recognize that you're feeling these physiological sensations and you're in the experience of fear, 
but you still have choice. You still have choice to proceed even with the fear present. Mm -hmm. And it's all about really setting an intention to do that when the time is right. And you have to know that in the moment, your brain's going to try to talk you out of it and you're yeah. going to come up with all kinds of reasons. And you have to be ready for that to happen. And you have to be ready to do it anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's some good info. Yeah. <laughs> and I also... Like Mega said, she was she was talking about how she was an introvert. For me, that was like a different for me. I have a different story. Like I, I'm like an introvert and a extrovert, so an ambivert. I would say like in sometimes I'm an introvert. Like I have like I have a whole friend group. So there's like this friend group where it's like, you know, it's the shy people, and then there's people who's like always talking, or the popular kids and stuff like that. But then my group is like divide it into like two mini groups where I'm just like comfortable with a few people but I'm not that comfortable with other people so I'm like introvert and extrovert at the same time. I've also seen like a lot of students like in school like they're like always changing their you know appearance um just to look cool in front of their friends or something and they're not like trying to be them like they're not trying to you know being themselves so like how do how do you be yourself? It's hard I think all of us are trying to be more of ourselves most of the time and I think it's something that almost mm -hmm. everybody struggles with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think the first thing is just to not be hard on yourself because you're not yeah. totally able to be yourself it's really mm -hmm. really normal and mm -hmm. for me what's worked is doing it in smaller ways little ways you know mm -hmm. so like one example is sometimes it can be hard to just like tell a friend like oh you're such a good friend like it can be really vulnerable mm -hmm. to say that and I started trying to do that with my friends more just tell them how much I appreciate them even though that feels very vulnerable for me but it's like a small step and then I see like okay I can just say more of the truth I can be more honest I can be more emotionally honest and nothing bad is gonna mm -hmm. happen um, and so I think okay. it comes back to those little steps and also not everyone deserves your authentic mm -hmm. version of you you mm -hmm. don't owe it to yeah anyone. that's true it's guided right. by what you want and what makes you feel good and it's it's also okay if there are people where they don't they don't deserve that sacred authenticity um maybe mm -hmm. that's reserved for you know your inner circle and i think that's okay too but okay. do you think but do you think it's like bad because like if some people are trying to you know change if it's like I'm just gonna say a bad example like I've seen a lot of kids vape and it's like super common in many high schools and I've seen like you know a person vape in front of my like desk and the teacher doesn't notice so like they're trying to do that because they want to try they're act, trying to act cool in front of the friends even though it's like you know it really results in a lot of health concerns and probably like even peer death. pressure so, yeah, kind of like that, peer pressure. So don't you think it's like bad too sometimes if you like change, like a bad change? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So sort of being unkind? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, tell me more about what they're doing, like waving in a disrespectful way, you think? Yeah, yeah, in a disrespectful way. Like they're trying to act like they do know that, you know, these factors, you know, will harm them, but then they're not. Like they're still doing it even though there's that warning that they have already I mean, gotten. Are like like basically like since your friends are doing it, you feel pressured like you Yeah, know, basically you like peer it. pressure. I I would, yeah. I should just my the word didn't come in my head. Yeah. Peer pressure, it's, basically. It's so interesting because I think the most confident people are the people that stick with their stuff. 
and their belief yeah. no matter what. <clears throat> and peer mm -hmm. pressure is totally real. We're wired that way as humans. We really want approval. And yeah, I think it's so much more powerful to stay true to yourself all of the time. It's not always easy and we don't always do it. But right. the people that I have the most respect for are the ones that are not afraid to say the thing that's not going to be super popular, but it's the right thing mm -hmm. to say. And right, I right. think it's okay. so important to practice doing that, even when it does mm -hmm. feel hard, because like that's our integrity. That's one of the most valuable mm -hmm. things that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. And yeah, so we also need to be able to, you know, like make our own decisions, right? It's sometimes a lot of people are, you know, are too scared. To like to make you know your own decisions does that make sense yeah what i'm trying to say i yeah it's scary because once you make a decision then you have to take responsibility for it and sometimes we want people to tell us what to do because then we're not accountable if it doesn't mm -hmm. work out we can just blame that person and i think it takes courage to step up and decide things on our own but I think the more you get used to making decisions and the more you stay confident in your ability to make decisions, I think the more options you create in your life because you're not mm -hmm. afraid to try different things and you're not mm -hmm. afraid right. to pursue something challenging. So I think making decisions is like a really important thing to get good at and comfortable doing. Yeah. Okay, so, got it. Yeah, we have to become, I think, like, more independent and not be like more dependent on people yeah i think like i don't know it's gonna be like then maybe like difficult for me like not to move out of my house and move away from my parents and because i'm always so dependent on them and like you know like making decisions i'm always with them you know when i make decisions right so like when i move out like making being able to make decisions by myself is going to be like a tough and challenging thing i think so yeah yeah exactly yeah I remember before I went to college, someone said, when you go to college, everything in your life changes except for you. Like you <laughs> will make new friends, you're in a new place, academically yeah. it's different and mm -hmm. everyone has a different experience. I really enjoyed it. That starting over ended yeah. up feeling really good for me in a way mm -hmm. that I wasn't really expecting or anticipating, but I think it's a huge adjustment. And the fact that you're thinking about it now shows a lot of awareness. And mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like with any transition, it's always going to be hard, but yeah. there are mm -hmm. going to be really incredible things about it. So it's going to like, it's going to be high and it's going to be low and it's just going to shape so much of the direction that your life goes in and your identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think college, like, really changes a lot for you. It's, like, a huge impact on you. Like, I've heard from my friends who went to college and they were saying, like, it's college is much harder than high school because, <laughs> like, it's... And, like, a lot of... Like, I think a lot of students, too, like, on, they're, like, YouTubers. And I saw this YouTuber video where she was crying and she was, like, I'm in, this, I, I'm in Stanford and, like, you know, I was doing good. But then there was this point where, like, I was not able to study... And like I was always getting, you know, grades that are were like really bad. So I feel like it's like you have highs and lows, even if you go to college and, you know, everything is like fresh and new to you. Yeah. And also like college is like, it's all academically hard, but exactly. like it also, is, you know, like mentally hard too. Cause like mm -hmm. there's so many people in college, so much more. And there'll be like, you know, mm -hmm. parties and this and that. It's and, like, like, you it's need to choose like, do you should you go? Overwhelming exactly. in college. Yeah. <laughs> You're making yeah. friends all from scratch. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, so it's hard. It's going to be really hard to, you know, like, you know, I guess, stick to your routine. 
mm-hmm. and and like uh, follow you know your grades make sure your grades on top don't go to you know you know you can go to parties and make sure you have fun but like don't have so yeah. much and, like, fun I feel that like you know when, you fail yeah exactly i feel like when we think about it now we're just like oh my god if we go to it's like we're going to college tomorrow it's like oh my god what are we gonna do how do we do this oh my god i have to study do that but then i feel like our maturity will also change eventually and like mm-hmm. we'll be ready for it so yes yeah, that's, sure. a, that's yeah. a good thing I think it's also important to have fun in life and mm-hmm. yeah. you obviously there's a lot of academic work in college but it's mm-hmm. also, at least for me it was just a really special time in terms of you know you get to enjoy yourself without the pressure of a job you you know you might mm-hmm. be working um, on the side or something like that but you don't quite have that same pressure as when you come out of it, I think. And then you're like, yeah, that's yeah. like the next really yeah. big step. At least that's yeah. what my experience was. And so make sure to also enjoy some of the freedom that you're going to have. Yeah, um, of course. For sure. And it's so special to get to be in a community with a bunch of people, you know, similar to you in age, all going through this together. So make sure to have fun and make sure to enjoy it too. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Also, high school or college or, you know, even work, we have a lot of struggles and, you know, with mental health. It can be too much work or, you know, the people at school, your co-workers or your friends. It's so overwhelming. You know, you get anxiety, depression. And how do we, you know, help ourselves with that? Did I word this correctly? (laughs) That's a great question. Well, I think... One thing that has been so helpful for me and for my mental health is like really close friendships. And I feel like those have sustained me, especially like my really close friends who I've been friends with for a really long time and know me really well. That has been such a stabilizing presence in my life. And I think it's really important to treat that as important as other things in your life because Mm -hmm that contributes to your sense of happiness and well-being so much and you'll make new friendships in college of course but then they're going to be the people maybe from your childhood or who you've known for a long time and maintain those friendships I think sometimes you get caught in the whirlwind of something new but I think staying connected to your roots also and some of those other things can really help with that at least it has for me Mm mm-hmm and like, right, right. also, yeah. how do we deal with difficult people? Even, like, <laughs> if it, I, I don't know, like, in school or uh, and for projects and stuff, you know, there's so many difficult people. And I don't know, it's always, for me, like, you know, as I said, I'm like kind of like, you know, a shy person. So, like, I'm never, like, the type of person to, like, talk straight at them and say, like, no, you cannot do this. I'm always, like, saying, oh, okay, you know, sure do that but like really in the inside I'm like melting and like crying and like what are they doing I have to do this work all by myself oh my gosh okay so with difficult people sometimes I like to categorize them and I ask mm-hmm. myself does this person really violate my values like are they doing something that I just think is wrong and I have a problem with and mm-hmm. if that's the case I try to stay far away from them okay if it's someone who I don't have a major ethical or moral conflict with they're just difficult Mm -hmm. I sometimes see it as an opportunity to learn how to step into the role of the one who's the leader the one who's more emotionally mature and sort of ask yourself like what is the best possible way that I can show up 
in this situation given what's happening and so instead of coming at it from a place of oh my gosh i'm so frustrated or i don't know what to say with this person really coming at it from a place of okay if i'm if i was to grow into the most mature strong person of myself how would that person handle this interaction mm -hmm. yeah and you'd be really surprised i think what you are able to handle or able to do when you come at it from that perspective oh okay okay <laughs> got it okay that's good do you... so another thing that i wanted to talk about is how do we like get rid of competition like i don't know like for my family and like other friends that we've made um so their kids are all like really smart and i'm just like that you know average typical kid who's like you know have decent grades good grades you know it's not that too bad or like fail you know fail student i'm not like that or anything but like how do we and so like a lot of parents like talk about like oh my god my child did this oh my god she got an a plus oh my god your child got a 92 wow what a and then they just talk about it so how do we get rid of like competition and like how do you like prevent that like how what should you feel like for me i always i always get sad if one person gets gets like a 98 and i, I got a 92 percent and i would be like thinking about it. my parents would like yell at me and i'm just like oh my god it's just a 90 you know just like five, seven point difference or a four <laughs> like literally so i just get so mad and my parents like well you could have worked harder so how do you like you know prevent that and like what should you think at that moment I think one thing you can ask yourself is, you know, if you tune out all the noise of all the people around you that are being really competitive and just listen to yourself and ask yourself, what do I think is a good job? What is my standard? What is important to me? Totally mm -hmm. ignoring what all these other people think and mm -hmm. meet that standard so that when you're hearing all this outside noise from all these people outside of you, you mm -hmm. can just bring yourself back to so you know let's say your standard is i'm like this is the amount of time i'm going to spend studying and right. this is what i think my best looks like you put that in whatever grade comes back are you happy with how you prepared do you personally feel good with how you approached it and if you do then you have to come back to that in the moments of the competitiveness and recognize those people are just coming at it from their own perspective, their own experience. And while it might feel frustrating, you can still hold your own perspective and you sometimes only need to hold it inside your mind and say, mm -hmm. I'm happy with how I did. They're just doing this thing that they do <laughs> where they right, get competitive. Right. And I think a 92 is really good and I'm really proud of it. And you don't even have to, mm -hmm. you could say that to them, but you don't have to, you could just think it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you should just tell yourself, like, you know, like, you know, you did good, you did your best, and, you know, let's just be happy with it, like you said, so. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to congratulate yourself is really a hard thing to do, but mm -hmm. it's really important because as you go through life and build your career and all these things, sometimes the world rewards you but sometimes it doesn't and so yeah. i think it is really good to be able to stop and say okay am, am i happy with how i did okay cool why am i happy mm -hmm. with it and just celebrate yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so adding on to that also like if you fail at something or like if you make mistakes how do we like you know recover from them being able how do we stand back up because i know sometimes you can make so many big mistakes and you can fall into this deep yeah. deep hole and you can I keep on falling on... and falling oh yeah, yeah go ahead yeah i want to add on to what mega said like 
um so i was going to say that you know like in school you have like an a and like you take this test and then you're like oh my god i thought like you know you think you did good on it but then you literally got a really bad grade and your whole whole grade just drops down and you're like oh my god how do i get it up and it's going to take me like two months to get it up cuz i have to work hard so like yeah so you can answer the question what mega was saying <laughs> yeah so first i think sometimes when you're going down that spiral mm-hmm. maybe you just need to let it happen for a little bit and feel upset for a little bit but okay. it, when when you've given yourself some time to feel whatever's coming up around that i think mm-hmm. it's really important to look back at it and try to understand where things went wrong so right you got a horrible grade it could have been your studying but also sometimes i feel like sometimes teachers and professors mm-hmm. write really hard exams or put something mm-hmm. in yeah. there that you genuinely didn't think was going to be on there so you kind yeah. of want to get to the root cause Mm-hmm. And once you feel like you've found it or you have an idea, maybe it's one or two things, you have a general idea, all you have to do is ask yourself, what is the thing that I would do differently next time? Right. And bring mm-hmm. that to the surface. And you obviously you can't control the past and it's easy mm-hmm. to get really caught up in that, but at the same time, whenever something goes wrong, there's usually something to learn there, especially if it's academically or in your career. you know either you could have done something differently or something happened that you weren't expecting so you could just ask yourself like what's the lesson here like what do i know now that i didn't yeah. know before mm-hmm. yeah i kind of relate to what you said like when i study and like if i got a you know i also had those moments where like i got a bad grade and like i look i like kind of reflect on like oh what should i do like what did i do wrong like did i did i not memorize this correctly or did i not you know study like you said like you should you know reflect on what you did wrong and then like fix fix yourself from there and then move on yeah yeah and i also wanted to ask like how do we help how do we deal with anxiety like if we do get anxiety about you know this might be a test or like anything like how how do we help that like calm ourselves down <laughs> yeah i used to get really bad test anxiety mm-hmm. um especially yeah. if it was a very time constrained test that yeah. was, oh, that was yeah. always the oh, worst, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like if you know if you know the time's not going to be generous yeah. um yeah one thing when i was studying for my law school admission test the lsat mm-hmm. um my i had someone who was helping me and after a while he said like i think that you already know all the stuff i think you're you just have anxiety and he was like you need to go do yoga <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's part of it was actually for me it was physical. I had mm-hmm. to have like quiet time to stretch my body, close my eyes, meditate, yoga. Like I just needed to learn how to calm myself down mm-hmm. and learn how to get out of chronic thinking. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing that really helps me is to put together a very simple plan and it can be so simple but it helps calm my mind. So if you have a really big test coming up, I'll just go through like all of the things like okay, what's my outfit for tomorrow? What am I going to eat for breakfast? Like I try yeah. to map out everything I can in a way that feels like oh, I'm doing this so that I can feel totally at peace and so that mm-hmm. nothing can trip me up on the day of the exam and I think that gives me a sense of taking charge and taking ownership versus just like spinning and being stuck in it and not not being able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have yeah. like a big exam tomorrow, so Oh, I know. Thank you. I 
Yeah, actually for me, um, Marsh and I are both in online school and for me, I have a Spanish presentation on Tuesday. So like I have to record myself and they're going to play the video on like, oh Zoom God. class, right? <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I have to memorize the whole script and I like I was actually talking to Marsha before. I was so I'm so scared. Like I, I'm so nervous. I hate presenting. I hate presenting. And now that's it's going to it's going to be a video that's going to be played in the center <laughs> of every single person's screen. <laughs> It's like oh my it's God. stressing me out. I'm get I'm so scared about that. Yeah, I feel like it's worse when you watch it online, like you know on yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna hide under a table or something. <laughs> yeah, but then if you're in school, it's like everyone's watching. It's not that as that bad. I don't True. know. It's it's kind of different. Still, like, I, guess, I just hate yeah. presenting in general, and the fact that it's gonna be a video, it's like it's scary for me. So, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, my heart goes out to you. I'm sending uh-huh. you all of the positive vibes. One <laughs> oh. thing that's helpful is to have one simple thought to come back to that mm-hmm. um, either feels inspirational to you or that you think is true. So sometimes for me, it'll be really simple. Either like I'm I'm being courageous or yeah. I'm yeah. being brave. And then that makes me it kind of takes me out of the fear and it puts me in this place of, oh, like I can do this. And so sometimes mm-hmm. it can help to think about like what makes me feel, go out of fear and feel like I really want to show up for this and just mm-hmm. be like the most badass version of myself. Okay. Okay. okay we'll try following that. I'll okay. Try I'll try that following too. that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm super nervous. You it's can, not, yeah. yeah. You fine. can make yours even. I am. I'm courageous even when I'm terrified. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. Smart. That's a good motto. Yeah. Yeah. It has cur- to feel real to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm courageous <laughs> even though I'm terrified. Yeah. That, like, I like that. I like that's it. Nice. It's, yeah. It rhymes too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you, have, do you have anything else that you would like to share? Like- um, oh, such a good question. I think I just... The thing that I would want everyone to know is that, I mean talking to you is making me reflect on high school and college and I'm going to say something really obvious but maybe just will remind people to be in the moment but time goes forward it doesn't go backwards and Mm -hmm. the time that you're in right now as stressful as it is there's going to be a point in the future where you have really deep nostalgia and these are going to be like some of your most cherished memories are going to be from this time in your life and probably from college and Mm -hmm. your 20s and so try to do everything you can to just be present in every moment enjoy the good moments you know ride out the moments that are more difficult but you're you're so lucky to be at this point in your life because you have so much ahead of you. Even though, like, you're probably not feeling lucky about yeah. like, the test and the no, Spanish no. thing. That video thing sounds very stressful. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> this junior year is a stressful year. So yeah, it's the hardest year. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I'm. If there are any other things you're wondering or you'd want my thoughts on or help with, you know, let me know. Oh yes, of course. Sure. Thank yes, you so thank much. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think should we put a diet? because like I've, I felt like a lot of my friends they say like oh yeah I write my thoughts down and stuff like that and it has really helped me you know when I and like when you when you grow up and read back you're like oh my god I did this you know so do you think we should keep one like what are your thoughts on that that's so interesting so I found some old ones and I was obsessed with this one boy <laughs> and it's like pages oh. and pages and I was so <laughs> like I was mortified when I found it still all these years later but no mm-hmm. I think I think it's important to catalog some of these memories, however 
feels interesting to you, whether it's photos or, you know, we have like a ton, but maybe curating the ones that feel really special or writing. It could right. be whatever yeah. you enjoy, but there will be a time where you're going to be so thankful that you had it. You'll want to look back on it. So I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel That's like cool. I should start one, but then I have like no time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'll do it the first couple of days and then I'll be like, and then, and then just then give up. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I do. Yeah. I like to like journal right in the morning, especially if mm-hmm. I'm feeling stressed. Sometimes uh-huh. just a few sentences really helps like get the all the distracted buzzing thoughts out of my head onto paper. It's like a little oh. bit less of a diary and just more of a kind of just helping myself feel a little more stable for the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's good. I think we should try that too. Maybe you can try that. Yeah, because we do feel stressed in the morning, especially before school. Yeah, it's a lot of emotions. Yeah. yeah. So, Miss Jessica, you're talking about yoga and how it has helped you. So, I tried yoga for like a few days, but then, like my, like literally, my legs all started hurting, my body started hurting, and I just stopped. So, like, oh my gosh. Okay. Did you, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, there's one kind of yoga called yoga nidra or yin yeah. yoga and it's literally just being in relaxing poses while they play oh, okay. music that yeah. is really has been really helpful for anxiety but yeah when I when I wasn't in good shape and I did it it was torture <laughs> yeah Truly. yeah so I'll, yeah. I'll definitely do that do yoga like you said yoga nidra right the name was Yes, I also okay. really like dancing, but it's dancing. I mean, oh my god, I love dancing. Yeah. yeah, it just releases for me, and I just feel like really happy. So that's like another thing if you're not feeling the yoga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm not a big fan of dancing or yoga, so like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I like. I don't know when's the last time I did yoga. I mean, in school we had yoga, and like it never really like you know. I never felt calm. I always felt stressed in yoga. I don't know how. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess you have to practice and become like, you know, maybe try meditation or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I think it's just part of it is relaxation, but I also think part of managing anxiety is fun. And so if fun. it is mm-hmm. not fun yeah. for you at all, see if so there's something that does feel fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so along with Mega and I, we thank all our listeners around the world for supporting and loving us. Follow at Emery Talks on Instagram for shoutouts and requests. Our active listener shoutout for this week goes to... At Harshi.bb. Thanks a lot for listening to all our episodes. You always give such great feedback, so we really appreciate it. And thank you so much, Miss Jessica, for joining. We had so much yeah, fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. It thank helped. You. This was so yeah, fun. This helped me a lot, especially especially the career wise and like the anxiety wise. I had, I learned a lot from it. So thank you for joining. Same here. Thank yeah. you for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You guys have really amazing chemistry. As I can tell, you're that you're really good friends. Oh, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we started this during quarantine, so we've had a lot of experience and learn from mistakes and stuff so we're still working on it (laughs) yeah well I had a lot of fun I had so much fun talking to you guys and it's just it's fun to be a little part of your friendship and a little part of your podcast yeah we had an amazing time thank you for coming you too yeah Yeah, yeah. again Mm -hmm. so we will make Miss Jessica's podcast so make sure to check it out also we're actually in the process of making a brand new 
website. So stay tuned for that. Have a great day, everyone. It's me, Varsha. And Mega. Signing off. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.